The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. everybody welcome back to another episode of silence your phones your movie review podcast found exclusively on the network at bicbp-radio.com i'm one of your hosts chris chavez joined as always by sean fritz getting ready to get stuck in the arm hopefully you don't get sick i'm i'm waiting for i'm gonna say cut me mick stick me mick because <laughs> it's it's time it's time it's covid shot time time I saw that the CDC is drafting up guidelines in terms of what you can and can't do once you've been you've received your full dosings of vaccine uh, in terms of like what kinds of gatherings are safer for you. What kind of what what you can do out in the world now? Like, can you just go around sneezing on people or, you know, um, well, that, that's that's always a no pre post or during <laughs> COVID. Right. And I think I told you about the guy that took his mask off on an airplane to sneeze a couple of weeks back. I, I almost cried no, the guy's really? head off. While you oh, were yeah. there? Uh, while we were on the plane, taxiing, this dude takes his mask off. This is when I was in uh, New Hampshire, beginning of the year. This guy decides to take his mask off, his 90, N95 mask, take it off, and then sneeze. Does he not realize the point to the mask? Did he not realize that I had sharpened my pinky up just so I could karate chop his head clean off? <laughs> it would have been he. It would have been a very cool kill to insert into Battle Royale, by the way. You imagine that shit, dude. Man, that right, is crazy, dude. Like, people yeah, people drive me it. nuts, dude. I don't get like like just not understanding like just common decency. Well, you know and I mean? common sense too. And let's and let's talk about this real quick because we are we are coming up on the this time last year was the last week of of known existence. Yes, which uh, also high means high fives and handshakes. Yeah, which also means happy birthday to us. We've been doing this for a year now. Contagion kicked it off, and so did the pandemic. Well, the contagion kicked off the pandemic for the the acknowledgement of the pandemic for us. Yeah, we yeah. did kick it off with Back to the Future, man. If only we could go back to the. Oh, future that's now. true. That's true. Back to the Future was the one we kicked off with. Uh, but the the uh, there are seventeen states, either as we're recording it this weekend or in the upcoming week, that are set to uh, expire their mask mandates. Yeah. Why? I mean, Florida's one of them. That's obvious. Why? Yeah. And Texas. Georgia. I mean, that guy's a dumbass, but um bleep that don't because he he should know that he is but I mean, he's not a listener anyway but i hope his staffers will tell him that he is one uh but there's 17 states thankfully i live in a state that is like we're gonna use common sense and logic and listen to science yeah yeah. this thing that up until january 21st wasn't really a a viable thing can't imagine what happened on january 21st but right um but you know science yeah. Uh, and, and 17 states, like a third of the country, a little bit more than a third of the country, they're saying, no, nah, masks aren't really necessary anymore. So good luck. Nice knowing you. That's going to be interesting, dude. I think they're jumping the gun. I think, you know, there's this kind of 
complacency that's happened where people are just kind of like, okay, we've been living like this for a while. We're done with it. Like we, we're, we are literally done. People were saying they were done at six months, but now it's about a year and they're like, okay, we're done for real. And now that there's a vaccine out there, we're going to be going back to regular life. But I mean, there are many reasons why they are thinking that. I mean, a lot of it is impatience. I mean, stay the course is definitely a thing. I mean, you know, there were, there were what three years in the in the early 1940s where people had to give up a lot more and you know hence the term the greatest generation and they raised that generation raised probably the greatest second generation you know uh, you know i'm going to keep tying it back to this movie but this movie really uh this movie affirms that was it this great like this felt like a quite a message to this in, this idea of an entitlement yeah like like uh <laughs> All right, you're gonna knock that shit off, or, or else we're gonna strap a sweet ass necklace to you, where I can hear you and I can track you. It's like it's it's the equivalent of like iPhone spying now. You know, where's my iPhone? Where's my iPhone? Yeah. Except it's got downloadable explosives. Oh, can you imagine? Can I mean, imagine? let's not go there, Chris. Let's, let's, <laughs> I don't want to tip my hand too early, but yes, very much so. Um, <laughs> so yeah, dude, let's get into the discussion. We're talking about um, the movie that we watched for this week. We're talking about a documentary. Oh God! Right, <laughs> that'd be amazing. Um, we're talking about Battle Royale. この国はすっかりダメになってしまいました。そこで今日は皆さんにちょっと殺し合いをしてもらいます。バトルロワイヤル。やめ。嫌なやつだと思うかもしれないけど、他のみんなが怖いもん。みんな必死になって戦って生き残る価値のある大人になりましょう。藤吉、死亡してんじゃねえ。ごめんな。俺が殺した反則だよな。So I remember seeing this back in my 20s. Um, I I was for a while there. I was really into a lot of um, Japanese and Korean horror films and action films. I was I was really getting into these kinds of films. And, you know, a friend of mine said, have you seen Battle Royale? And the first thing that I was thinking was like Battle Royale being being like a, I don't know it, it felt like rope. I it sounded it. like a cartoonish kind of a thing. I wasn't I didn't had no clue what I was coming into with that when they said that. And so that you know we sat down, put it on and I was just blown away from the beginning. I was like, "Okay, I You're see like, what this, this is. is just the Royal Rumble. What are you in reverse? What are you doing?" Yeah. It was uh it was interesting. And then as you continued to watch the film, I was I just remember going like, "Wow. I just couldn't believe the level of of violence that I was watching 
How about you? Is this your first time seeing it? First time viewing. Um, and, and I'll give you a little background because I learned this not long ago. Not on the movie, but on the, the Japanese, um, the, the, the culture and the, the, the temperature in, in Japan at the time. Mm-hmm. So this was released pre-9-11, which is mm-hmm. a very different time in all of the world. Uh, but in, uh, in 1994, I believe it was, there was a bombing in Japan, a terrorist bombing. Most people don't know about it. Hmm. I didn't know about it until recently. No. So the company that put this, that put out Battle Royale, uh, Toei, is the same company that does the Super Sentai series. They also did um, Metal Heroes and and uh, a number of other, uh, you know, kaiju based shows. Okay, uh, which become Power Rangers and a bunch of other abominations that didn't land in the states. Uh, Power Rangers being basically the one that survives mm-hmm. continuously, sometimes unfortunately. <laughs> but like this season, ugh, it's ugh, it's a, it's a rough one. Um, but there was a bombing in '94, and the 1994 season of of Sentai was uh, was um, uh, or the '93 season was um, I can't remember what it was. Uh, uh, Gal Ranger, I believe, which was very violent, and '94 was O Ranger, which became Turbo in america in 95 but it was a satire season it was a a parody more or less because they had to tone down the violence because of the recent bombings okay and then five years later this comes out this novel and then a year after that six years after the that you know after the bombing this movie comes out and we're like "Well, well damn i mean it's it's funny how society and i have no idea how the japanese society works it's how quickly the news cycle and, and the internet has helped like, like with to... Syria and you know all that stuff, <clears throat> like right in around this general time frame and, and, and not long after, everything takes over and is so quickly forgotten. Yeah. So I wonder if that's not what happened here with with this, you know, being who knows what. Yeah, this this film definitely deals with some things that are are definitely taboo even today. Back then it was taboo, still taboo today in terms of the themes but still of this true. film. You know what I mean? And, but potentially and, still has merit and yeah, accuracy, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. you could say. For sure. So let's get right into the plot, man. Let's get into the plot of Battle Royale. Battle Royale. Uh, okay, so we're in a we're in a time in in Japanese um, history in the in the near future of this film, right? It's the near future where everything is kind of, you know, law and order isn't what it used to be. Kids are a little bit more rampant, you know. They're rebellious, and not just rebellious in terms of like, uh, you know, you're not my real dad. You can't tell me what to do. But but rebellious in terms of like street gangs and and you know what did it say eight hundred and something kids dropping out of school for in one year or whatever it was would you say it's like the warriors come to life it feels kind of like that right or if have you ever seen um the 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 anime akira you know it's so, on the list but i have okay if you've not so the idea is these you know these younger kids kind of just are, are are running wild in this near this this near future where everything society is not where it needs to be um and and adults are losing control of students so, so much so that we open on a school that um you know 
this teacher's trying to teach and we see a scene where a kid literally slashes the guy's leg with a knife, like the back of his leg. And instead of calling the cops, instead of calling an ambulance, the dude goes and washes his hands and starts to dress the wounds himself because interesting sink, by the way. Yeah. Right. But like, what's the point? What's the point in trying to do anything because nothing's going to happen. These kids do what they want. Um, And so the idea is to try to start bringing order the government has created this new program in which they're going to basically take an entire grade uh, at, at a school and put them all on an island. And this happens every year and, and basically give them backpacks full of weapons and turn them on each other and say, you have to kill each other within three days time. And the last person standing is the person who's going to be allowed to survive. If, if there's more than one person at the very end, you know, everyone dies because guess what? You're now retrofitted with these collars that explode when we want them to explode. And to, and to kind of force you along, you know, and make sure that we, we pare the numbers down faster, the entire island is gridded. And if you're, if you're caught in a certain gridded area at a certain time of day, your collar goes off and kills you anyway. This is a one versus a hunt, one versus all. What do they yeah. call a uh, Fortnite? Or yeah, it's basically PUBG. one. It's basically Fortnite, right? It's Fortnite nowadays. Like we see kids playing it online, and it's a good old time. But like this film was this this idea of that, and these kids are all kind of like, "What the hell? You can't do this to us!" And the adults in the in this film are like, "Yeah, well, guess what? You keep forgetting who the adults are, and we're gonna show you what's up now." You know what I mean? Like you're young, you think you know what's happening, but we're gonna slap you around because you need that. And they go so far as to to run this battle royale, this thing where kids got to kill each other. We said this before, but man, this is definitely a lot of what you see influenced in more modern times in terms of the Hunger Games, you know, some of these other movies. But Hunger Games more, more like you could see where they got a lot of the influence from this film in terms of the kids trying to kill each other, you know, as part of this uh, near future you know, program run by the government all the way down to remember in the hunger games, every time someone was killed, there was this kind of roster that everybody saw in this one. The dude reads off everyone who's killed within the, you know, the last however many hours, a lot of influence. Yeah. There, I mean, and it, I mean, what a weird, what a weird thing for a government to do. Like you don't have any respect for the people that make the rules and the laws. So we're going to kill you. Yeah. Well, we're going to kill kill yourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're going to kill you if you don't. But, But here's the thing. The winner, they just get the ability, they just get the opportunity to live. Is that really what it comes down to? And apparently, if needed, be thrown back into it against their will. Basically, just kind of like, hey, you won before. So here, you're in it. And those, the new class has to survive with you in the game. Strange, huh? (laughs) It's funny, though, man, because it it is at a time when you just kind of like, imagine, right? Like, how, how much, how much would society really? shape up if this really was a thing <laughs> mm, i mean nowadays if it's not on tiktok they wouldn't know <laughs> but that's the thing dude can you imagine this in the world of tiktok and social media people literally posting live feeds of where they are hiding and and you don't even have to like it's literally going to be televised through the people playing the game they don't need you don't have to have you know special cameras and production for people to watch it it's people are going to follow it all on twitch on facebook live on instagram live guarantee like if you remade this film up to date you could spin that as part of it and and make it even more kind of you know, meta and intense. Yeah, um, you just give them body cams that that stream, and yeah. it would just have that little jumpy TikTok logo in the corner. 
Jeez, and, um, you just keep seeing the numbers pile up on who's liking it and all the little hearts just flying by because everyone's like, and then like you that, see, you, you see the hearts TikTok go crazy. No, I know they have it on. Okay. What is it? Instagram has Instagram. hearts or something. So, so because we're all, we're old adults, we don't know what TikTok actually Fuck, I don't looks know what, like. I don't does. know. I don't know what, it, yeah. I, well, I know what it looks like. I've seen TikTok videos, but I don't know on how Instagram, to, right? I don't know how to interact. Yeah, I don't know how <laughs> exactly. to interact That's, that's my experience. <laughs> that and making fun of people that use it because I don't know what the hell it is or does yeah. or. But it is a taboo thought, dude. Like I even back TikTok, into, yes. in 2000. TikTok is <laughs> even, a taboo thought. Even in 2000 and even up to today, the idea that you're pitting kids against each other in such a violent way, right? And some of them, they don't even have an upper hand. Like the one dude has a pot lid as part of his, that's his weapon. Yeah. One kid had a GPS tracker, which is good if you pair it with the guy that has uh, uh, an uh, an like an assault weapon or a uh, instead of a defensive weapon uh what's the opposite a proactive yeah, yeah, weapon yeah yeah a projectile of sorts it's uh it was it's it's definitely interesting and it adds to kind of like the the intensity of what of the situation especially when the person with the pot lid is is the is kind of the main character that you're following you're it's he's a protagonist that you're supposed to be interested in hoping wins the the game you know mm-hmm. um it's like giving Katniss Everdeen a carrot and saying this is what you're gonna go out there and survive. You're supposed to follow her and hope she wins. You she know, need it or dangle it over somebody. <laughs> but uh, dude, yeah, it was. Um, it's definitely for, for the, the plot itself speaks volumes to social commentary. The idea of of how the youth is viewed by the adults, how the adults or how the youth or how the adults are viewed by the youth. Um, this constant struggle that's constantly happening at all times of generational, right? This generational understanding. There's always the older generation that never understands the younger generation and the younger generation saying, you don't understand us. We're the new thing. Like you're, you're antiquated. It's almost like the disparity between the classes in parasite, you know, the parks and the Kim's it's it's very similar except it's age gaps yes exactly then you had this other kind of thing happening too in this story with the the main teacher who was the one running it after you know he gets his leg slashed you find out that that's the class that becomes part that's selected to be part of this year's battle royale and the main teacher comes in and is just like yeah you know and and i don't know if they do it in terms of do they bring the teacher all the time does a teacher nominate their class you know, and he was the or one does who that won. guy get a murderous rage and uh, kill just, as many as you want before well, I mean, we he, start. He shoots how many of them? Yeah. Well, he threw the knife in the dude's freaking forehead, dude. He yeah. just that was sick, dude. Um, and he showed up just in his uh, in his casual sweatpants, yeah, like he, just he chill. Would just, and, and he's watching the video, cheering along to it, like, "Come on, guys, get into this. This is going to be fun." Although, what's the deal with those requiems and that? Those. So, yeah, I definitely want to get into this in terms of the way this is filmed, because this film, again, you said this earlier, we, we're not familiar with Japanese culture, right? This has to be something that that is part of like the way Japanese culture tells stories or, or, or puts across their films, because like I was watching this and then you would have these requiems or you'd have these just solid black screens with with subtitle like title cards on them, right? Mm-hmm. Just saying quotes or saying something. Um and it's outside of the film. It's not what's happening in the film specifically, but it's almost like this, well, requiem, right? So the dream state, this kind of like, it informs a feeling or, or, or idea of what's happening yet in the film. So 
for me, I saw them and I t- it came across as kind of artistic in, in, in pushing across the thoughts, but I couldn't tell you. I was just like, I don't know. This feels very much like I should know Japanese culture to understand the impact of how this is uh, coming into the story at this time, you know? Yeah, there's there's a little there's a little bit of a barrier there. We're just not a hundred percent in the yeah. in the loop on it. But I think you don't really need to know. I think that this movie in a vacuum is how it's intended. Mm-hmm. You know, so that it, yes, it is social commentary, but at the same time, it is. You know, it can be seen twenty one years later by two white guys, well, one and a half, that are. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm the full one, by the way. Yeah, there, there's 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 just a lot of unknowns here, but. The, they kind of work without yeah the, the 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 title cards and the subtitles or the not the subtitles the title cards you just kind of hoist it into this weird part mm-hmm. that you're just like i don't know what's going mm-hmm. on with this why is why are the, why is the teacher and the 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 young girl eating ice cream novelties yeah, like exactly. cheap crunchies which are delicious especially the strawberry ones yeah yeah oh, i want to go get some of those later and um just sitting on like uh like a like a what flooded out like yeah, plot of land bed or something. Yeah, they're like at the docks or something, and and it's it's just weird that it shows just... kind of like that relationship. And I think so. What I took from that, she was the I, one again, that went to class all the time, though, right? So she yes. was a model student, and she so... respected him, and so he knew okay, he was that makes respected sense. by that. And so I saw this as being part of how they tell the story, and it's supposed to impact us in a specific way. But again, we don't know; we're not a part of the culture, so it's lost on us the actual deep meaning of how to impact us. Doesn't and he that's... bring her an umbrella too? There's in something, the game? dude. Yeah, there's he. Oh yeah, yeah. So and he comes out to her to make sure she's okay during the game like um well, and he and that was right after he got a call that his mom was sick and yeah. i thought that maybe she was his daughter at first no i just feel I, like I that to him that like this is the only other person in the world that ever seemed to care about me that's how i took mm. it from him the that, other that thing sense. the other thing i got in terms of like i was watching it and you're just kind of like okay is how much how the kids interact with each other right like they always talk to oh i always thought you were cute Right. But to them, like that, that's how it comes across in translation, I think. But in like the meaning must be along the lines of like, you know, I always thought you were, you, you know what I mean? It was a lot of very childish uh, um, uh, dialogue, but not, but only because of the way it's translated. I think that the way they were actually, you know what I mean? And I, I could tell right then and there that I'm like, this sounds funny the way they say it, but it's definitely a part of the culture on the meaning that they're portraying through so, those words. When the when the girl that's dressed in the Kill Bill jumper or the yeah. uh, the the yellow what was yeah, it was yeah. that Enter she's the Dragon? fucking awesome dude yeah and um, but it's like a free flowing tracksuit and she's training during you know during a, a, a manhunt more or it, less. dude she's like I can I can she was and, basically the dude she had a crossbow pointed in her face she's like you better do this now because I'm gonna whoop your ass now. she's like don't be about don't talk about it be about it and we're like yeah. whoa this chick is real deal <laughs> she is not, um. But when the dude that's like, I love you, but I never said a word to you yeah. comes in and, you know, uh, I guess sits with her while she's dying. Yeah. She says to him, and I took a screenshot of it because it's hilarious. She says, you look really cool. And yeah. he said to her, you're the coolest girl in the world. So there's definitely a translation barrier. Yes. Because and, exactly, you know, yeah. the intention is is to say something different where it was more meaningful but for us the translation comes off as just saying hey you're cool right like to them saying cool cool might be just like you know the most endearing thing you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it could be like the biggest you know millennial compliment that there is (laughs) but that's for me you know 
the culture side of it, not understanding that piece. Um, you know, I had to kind of uh, take it in, in that way saying, you know, obviously this means more. So I didn't want it to throw me off in terms of like, Oh man, this, this is writing is horrible. Cause it's not, you know, it's really not. Um, yeah, the writing is good. The translation might yeah. leave a little bit to be desired. Yeah. There are things lo- definitely lost in translation, dude. Let's get into the acting on this film. This is Japanese acting, right? Like, I don't know if you like if you're you're familiar with much many, you know, Japanese action films and stuff. But man, that just kind of the flailing kind of screaming like that, that kind of intenseness to the way they they do that. There's one scene that I wanted to find an ice pick. (laughs) You probably know which one I'm talking about. It involves a lighthouse. Where that girl poisons the food that the dude oh, was in. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, uh, so I had to, I was watching it. Everybody's screaming I, at each other. I had to turn the volume way down, first of all. And then I had, to, so it's four women in a room yeah, in a lighthouse. Girls, young, young teenage girls. Yes, four teenage girls <laughs> that are expected to do the Japanese style of we're about to die. You know, I guess is really what it comes down to. Yeah. Because, you know, then eventually there's blood erupting, you know, uh, at a little bit more than a standard drip rate. (laughs) You know, it's basically it's the. If you've seen the movie Kill Bill, that (laughs) honestly, that influenced a lot of this movie. There's also one or two uh, female actors that are in this movie that were in Kill Bill. Um, Hold on a second. When did Kill Bill come out? 2000. So this was before Kill Bill, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. This definitely influence. You could definitely see a lot of the influence that that, that movies like this, because there have been different kinds of movies in from Japan that are ultra violent in this kind of regard. You could see how this influences uh, Tarantino for sure. Oh yeah, and and in Kill Bill, I mean, when when there's the the when someone loses a, a limb or oh, the spraying something yeah so the girl the girl on the track with the tracksuit is the girl that was in kill bill she's the one with the uh yeah with the uh the, the, mace. the whip thing yeah 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 um but the um the scene yeah, at the lighthouse that, that scene in the lighthouse man like that's when i said yet again i don't understand teenage children <laughs> because they're just so knee-jerk oh, sure. fanatical the 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 idea of the scene is that the our main male character mm-hmm. uh fell down a hill with his trash can lid or with his cooking pot lid yeah and some guy had a hatchet and the hatchet ended up in the guy who originally had the hatchet yeah and, his and the girl one of the girls had seen it so i believe that, that she was like in love with the guy who she died. thought he was cool chris yeah she thought he was cool and he dies <laughs> and so she assumes our main protagonist killed him on purpose to survive even though she's standing there hearing him say it was an accident i swear oh my god yeah. and being legitimately like yeah. like horrified uh, what's the word horrified yeah. and, and you know you know empathetic to like not like oh i killed him Fuck look at these dude. guns brother yeah yeah, yeah yeah no and then so then he's hurt and they they bring yeah. him in basically well and he's she's in like, there and yeah. the girl on patrol comes in and she's like she's hungry she grabs a plate a bowl from this other girl of whatever they made but the girl that was in that thought the guy that was killed was cool she yeah. poisons it before she takes the bowl in wouldn't as you revenge it, wouldn't basically you poison it on the way and then there's machine guns involved and i don't know what was louder the girl screaming or the machine gun fire 
But that screaming, that just over the top, because when it, and that's the thing, you know, it, it comes through in, in their culture and in the way they do portray this kind of thing. But when it comes time to show emotion, man, they're showing some emotion, the screaming, just the level of, of just kind of wailing that comes along with their, it's like you, they watch their entire like puppies, you know, their favorite puppy slaughtered sometimes. Um, but to, to go back to the actors and actresses um, in this film, couldn't tell you who any of them are. Don't watch, you know, don't watch enough Japanese films to say, oh, I recognize that person from something else. But I don't think that there was anyone on this film that I, I looked at and was just like, yeah, they they just they took me out of it. I I was engrossed. I felt very much like everyone in this film was was genuine in terms of what they were doing, how they were acting, what where they found themselves and and what their characters were, right? Because nobody felt um, like a paper copy of something either. They Everyone felt very distinct in their character. I, I agree. And, you know, there were some when they were all in that group in the uh, after they were taken, kidnapped more or less by by a prince in a gas mask. Um, there's a purple hazmat suit. Watch the movie. Yeah, yeah. If you've watched the movie, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but there was there were a couple of the girls that looked because I had just re, not recently, probably within the last six months watched mega ranger, which is the 1999 version, 1998 version of Sentai, which became power Rangers in space and in, in the West here, the, um, but I thought a lot of these girls were at least one or two of the characters from that show. Turns out, nope. They all apparently a lot of teenage girls with like that brownish, uh, hair, mm-hmm. um, look very similar at that age they when they grow older yeah. <clears throat> they they do look much more much much more unique uh comparatively but uh at that age apparently they all look a lot alike because even watching different seasons of sentai mm-hmm. they all look very they have a lot of similar attributes at the very least yeah there's a it's the look too it's it's mm-hmm. it's not just the look it's the haircut it's the the and way they wear wearing specific the same clothes ugly ass tan suits exactly so it's 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 almost and that's the idea behind you know when you wear these schools that have uniforms it's it's about it's about the when, when it's a kind of a conformity it's a collective that's mm-hmm. it's, it's you're not just a singular person uh i don't know if that's a positive or negative thing but you know it is it is the thing that it is uh to speak to that again don't know many of these people but the 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 acting was amazing i thought so we have the main character shuya right um played by tatsuya fujiwara um he's he's actually been in death note have you seen death note no, so I've, I so I've seen I death seen note a lot of these which was after battle royale but you know before that had never seen the guy he did a great job you know i thought he he was enough of um he had enough in a little uh, of his backstory that you got to kind of feel for the kid and really pull for him, really wanted him to try to get out of this thing alive. Um, but he had that, that hero thing that was happening where he would rather sacrifice himself to make sure someone else survived, right? Because he promised his dying friend he was going to take care of the girl that his dying friend had a crush on. He was going to make sure she survived uh, this thing. She, he thought she was cool. Yeah. They all thought, everybody thought each other was cool in this thing. Which is... I mean, that's standard for, I guess, you know, school crushes and whatnot. Maybe that's the, what they were trying to, you know, relay in in one way or another. Yeah. Um, Now the, the guy who plays the teacher Takeshi Kitano, um, I thought he did a good job too, because there was was, this, he was great, but he's a public figure too. 
in Japan. Is he really? He's an actor, comedian, game show host. His oh man, his, he's well known, huh? Yeah, his uh, uh, he's a comedian, which is hilarious because he's not a com- he's not funny in this movie at all, and he's no, not even trying no. to be. Well, it is funny in that one point where all these kids are terrified, and he's just like, "Okay, let's go, guys." You know, oh, well, yeah, that, I mean, video. It's, it's not the juxtaposition, funny, but it's funny. Yeah, the juxtaposition of they're terrified, and he's like, "Hooray!" Yeah, yeah. Um, also, at the end, when his phone rings and he just gets up and answers it. I'm like, what's going on here? But- Dude, I'm looking at his filmography, TV as an actor, as a director, um, you know, film like the dude he's been he was in Johnny Mnemonic. Really? Like, so he's been in, you know, American American films as well, which is which is awesome. Um, I don't recognize him for anything, but I loved him, dude. I thought this dude did such a good job in this role. Uh, because again, you got this thing where he was a teacher that was frustrated. Then you got the thing where he's kind of like you know, I'm sure that in their darkest of darkest days, there are teachers that wish they could do this, that wish they could take those trou- troubled students and and throw a knife right through their skull. You know what I mean? So I love, like he played that well too. I, I, I very much love and appreciate his first two in the list of, uh, it basically summarizes his, uh, his first two movies on his director list, summarize his emotion for, for this movie yeah. violent cop and uh-huh. boiling point now i want to you watch know, those that's... films too because then you watch those films knowing the dude's a comedian right like mm-hmm. um but dude and then there's the other side of him too that made you feel empathetic the kind of loneliness this thinking that he felt in terms of just needing some sort of human connection and getting it through one of his students you know and being able to feel just some sort of you know i don't know acceptance or respect for who he was um, the dude, I think he did a great range of emotion in terms of, you know, his acting all the way to the very end where it just kind of gave up. Do you know what I mean? The, the ending was just kind of, I mean, his ending when he was confronted <laughs> and then, you know, but when he gets like, up and walks well, over to the thing, <laughs> it, it's the scream thing, you know, so Jamie Ken- where's Jamie Kennedy to yeah. tell us that, yeah, that, that yeah. the bad guy always comes back. Right. You got to you got to do the kill shot, right? He always comes back. Uh but still. I thought it, they did kill shots and then Awesome. Yeah, he looked awesome. like Quicksilver at the end of that. It was pretty awesome. And then his phone rang. Um and then you mentioned her earlier too. Uh she's um she's also in Kill Bill. Her name is, let's see if I could say this one, Chiaki Kuriyama. She plays the uh, the the running training girl in this film. Uh, the ba- I, I thought she was a badass dude, and I loved her look. I loved that that kind of you know the bangs straight across, and then those two real long kind of strips of hair that she had coming down. She just had like a, a look that you would see in a I don't know like a, a manga as as some samurai fighter. She was badass. Yeah, she has that standard that standard look that you would expect. So uh, she's also a musician. Yeah, she, I saw that on on her thing here, and as you said, she was in Kill Bill Volume One uh, as one of the main villainesses. Um, you know, and two, and two, I think. Was she in the, two? The I didn't know scene, she. I she think made the, the fight scene is more in the second one with her. But yeah, overall, oh, no, dude, she's just in one. Yeah, yeah okay. That? I'm misremembering. Okay. But yeah, hey, overall, side dude, note. Side note: Do you remember the 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 legend, the rumor that there was a Volume Three that was released only in Japan? I don't. Okay, well then, I don't know. Never mind. Was one cut that? (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) It never happened. Um, But yeah, that's that's all I really have to say, dude. I was very impressed with the acting. Emotionally, I was invested. 
you know, and and there was nothing at all that I was watching that took me out of it because again, I, I made myself kind of accept what was coming through that anything that may have thrown me off, I have I took as cultural. You know what I mean? Like this is how they express or do this. Well, and and let's not forget the the tension of a hey, not only someone's out to hunt you there's yeah. they, they dropped in a couple transfer students that weren't transfer students meaning we transferred yeah. you from wherever you were to this game yeah you know not like hey because you're they part had of this been class. in it previously both of them had been in it previously yeah. and had won so they were winners uh and one was a psychopath yeah and the other one was uh against his will basically yeah and and with that guy specifically i mean the other guy was like he was on the hunt to find everybody and everybody yeah, he just wanted to kill yeah, more or less. And then the other guy was like, when is he going to actually be like, this guy's dad was pretty much an everything. Mm-hmm. His dad was a jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite honestly, he was what a doctor, a fisherman, a yeah. chef. Um, Which you, you know, could tell immediately if you were following along, he's lying. There's a reason he's yeah. lying. And what's the reason, well, right? But when was he going to flip? You know, that was the thing. Like, when is he going to flip? And then at the end, he does. But does he? Right, exactly. You know? Because the guy, and that's the, that's the way I took it. I took it in terms of, you know, he was saying the things he knew the people listening had to hear because mm-hmm. he knew they could hear. He had already played the game. He knew that. You know what I mean? And we didn't learn that until right. the hackers broke in. Exactly. Which again, that was awesome too. I just, it, it, you get, you followed these kinds of groups of kids too, not just the entire, you know, your main person, you followed the, these kinds of clicks and, and how were they surviving? There was the girl, the girls that, you know, she was constantly picked on and they called her ugly. And then all of a sudden she was confronted with one of the popular girls. And now they're both there at, e- at each other. What do you do? Right. Um, you know, there was the hacker kids, these kids that were going to do their, but they're not going to go and kill everybody. They're going to do their best to figure out how to use their brains and win. And they almost did. Like mm-hmm. they almost took down the system. Um, you know, it's, it was, that's, yeah, there's a lot in this. And I feel like every single person in this, there wasn't anybody that took me out of it. I felt like they all did a good job. Yeah. Agreed. Sweet, sweet. Let's get into the music, dude. Cause the score on this film reminded me of old school style scoring of films do you know what i mean does that make or, sense orchestral and like it just it lends to the scene more yes, than anything but but the dramatics of the scene it felt like it felt kind of like the 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 kind of score you would have seen in a 1960s action film mm-hmm. do you know before, what i mean and before this they is had 2000s. a song written for you know before they had Nickelback write something for Spider-Man yeah, or yeah, yeah. You know. but even even if you want to talk in terms of orchestral Why did I go score to Nickelback uh, <laughs> Spider-Man um but even if you want to talk in terms of orchestral score like even nowadays it doesn't feel when we have films un- unless they're these big epics where you can feel a full orchestra really just putting into what's going on uh these build-ups you know it, it's it's mostly minimal right like if you listen to films a lot of the background score is minimal it's nothing that's these grand sweeping or orchestral things whereas this is there's all of these scenes that are just orchestral and then throughout the film a lot of classical pieces actual real classical pieces from composers Mm -hmm. of yesteryear would you say that a movie similar to the time a couple years after this uh, we're all fam- we're both familiar with the incredible soundtrack, right? Okay, yeah. It's very big bandy, very mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of orchestral stuff and sweeping stuff in there too, but it's also very prominent in the movie. Yes. This is not prominent, it's more background, but it's that emotional invocation. 
Yes. Incredibles does the same thing, but it's also more part of the scene as opposed to right. the background of the scene. I, right, I think right, this, this right. is more the background than the foreground. Right. Yeah, you're right. Incredibles, it's more of it's it's also a player as it's well a as the yeah. exactly. Whereas this, it's 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 supposed to make you feel and kind of be this backdrop. It's almost like looking at a gorgeous painting and seeing it for you know the scenery, and that music is that scenery. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, the lighting think- behind the painting is what makes everything pop and that's so that and that's the there, there's a lot of different scenes in this where stuff like that happens right and i was just like man just let, listen to like just how just just the, the the music just the score the way this kind of plays up and like i said it just really made me feel like i was watching an old school 60s or 70s film um because that you know you don't see it so much so for it to be in a, a film from 2000 again this is coming from japan so maybe they still had in 2000 they were you know part of their their aesthetic in their films was this this style of of scoring in their film but for me i thought it was awesome i loved it and, and you know and then i did i loved the the when they decided there to use specific pieces of classical music when it was time to start the day and announce how many people had died uh, you know what i mean and 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 uh it just looks great, dude. And it, and it goes with a lot of what we see on, on screen. A lot of these nice, long, sweeping shots, you know, shots of, of the island, shots of the ocean, just these kinds of things. And then just this sweeping score that just kind of brings you through. And that's something that Toei does a lot. You know, they will have like waves crashing on. I mean, their logo, yes. their, their video logo is waves crashing on a uh, on an uh, yeah. exposed rock formation. Um, I thought the, the the one thing they could have done better, I think, and maybe this is plot. Uh, uh, Wu-Tang? Is, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, obviously, Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing Dude, to muscle with. Could you imagine Wu-Tang Clan as the soundtrack for this film? That would have worked. It would have worked, dude. That's what we need now. That, that's what <laughs> I really mission. want. Do mission. this. Yes, mission number two. <laughs> um, if uh, Yes, very much so that. Uh, if they would have... so. And maybe it was just the subtitles, but they listed numbers with the name of the character. Yeah. Why not, as they're leaving, spray paint that number on the back of their suit jacket or their T-shirt or something? That would have been a good way to follow them, bro. For for the viewer and yeah. for those that are reading the subtitles. Not that this was, I don't think, films in 2000 were ever intended to leave You know the, the Japanese-speaking world. Yeah. But... And, and dubbing it would be horrific, by the way. Oh, I've um, never, I've, I've never seen it. I, I don't watch films dubbed unless they're the old school one. kung fu films, like those old school kung fu films. I'll watch those dubbed because that's how I grew up watching them. Well, and you those know? are kind of ex- not. They're edited yeah. by the the Western distributor, like mm-hmm. the King Kong ones. Yes. They're, watch the Japanese; they are horribly different. Really, not horribly. They are immensely different, and they're horribly modified for American audiences interesting big time oh oh very 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 interesting actually um so yeah anything else to say on the score the music for this film no i thought it was really good i enjoyed it sweet let's jump into the special effects this is all over the place practical special effects oh yeah i mean this is this i mean they filmed this it looks like on four four to three ratio and and like it's so grainy it's not even funny at times so it's definitely there's not much to do i mean you could do it it just looks like king kong at that point you know hot garbage stop motion <laughs> this or that but it's it's all blood packs and 
and you know uh, prosthetics and yeah yeah and yeah and and uh and and yeah, like you said prosthetics and just just practical special effects and special effects makeup like when having a knife sticking out of your forehead or a or a hatchet sticking out of your mm-hmm. head you know things like that uh like you said blood packets galore right like if you were if your job is to create those blood packets or or put them your on kids the are actors, going to college after yeah, this movie this film literally <laughs> put your kids through college remodeled your house and bought you a second car because mm-hmm. the amount of blood in this film again uh if you're if you're a fil- if you're a fan of kill bill one or two or quentin tarantino's kind of ultra violent films that that have followed um this is where that comes from you know it's 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 very much a bloody film especially when the idea is is everybody's just kind of kill each other or have neck you know necklaces that go off and explode um yeah i don't think there was any again i've been saying this with a lot of these things there's nothing in this that took me out of the film there wasn't anything where i was just like oh god that looks so fake there was no robocop dying moments there wasn't anything in terms of a gore or 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 violence that looked like a hatchet job, uh, pun intended. Yeah, it, I mean, it was it, it was over the top and and fanat, uh, fanatical, fantastical, fantastical. It was yeah, yeah. It it was it was that on I think to a degree on purpose with a yes. little bit of realism mixed in because let's be honest, the concept of the film is absurd to begin with. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I, I think they were leaning into that a little bit too. Yeah. Uh, this was like the Fast and the Furious of action films. You know what I mean? Like, like the Fast kind and the of, Furious 4, where it yeah. wasn't quite, we're going to space, or hey, let's drag a tank down the street with our souped right. up cars, right. whatever movie that was in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in the trailer. That's how I know that scene exists. <laughs> we're not doing a Fast and Furious retrospective, But, that, but by they the did. Way. They literally leaned into it. They they leaned into the fact that this is what this film's gonna and, and going to be. Without winking to the it. camera too much. Right. Right, because it was enough to make you f- see it as a horrific thing. Like, how horrific mm. is it to see kids doing this to each other? This is a giant what if things get this real. Yeah, basically. This is before, uh, what is that, the the night where people just kill each other? Oh, The Purge? This is before The Purge, right? But this yeah. is the same idea, the kind of purging of of delinquent kids. Um, yeah, yeah it, I thought it's what, if we wanted to, it's what if we wanted to take back Lord of the Flies? <laughs> I mean, really, that's kind of what it comes down to. Yeah, they went out of hand. Now let's let them kill each other off and 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 teach everybody else a lesson. Uh, I'm a fan, and I'm a fan. I'm a fan of of action films. I'm a fan of blood. I really am. I'm not a I'm not a like a blood monger. I'm not like dying to see it. But when I see it done in this way, I I'm entertained by it because I could take it for what it is, and I see that kind of ultra violence being a little bit. It's it's almost kind of a commentary as well in terms of the excess of of what they're dealing with. Um, but yeah, dude, FX for me are on point. Mm-hmm. So Same. that said. We're at the end here. We're going to be rating it here soon. Before we do, uh, what were some of the things that stuck out to you? This was your first time seeing this, whereas for me now, it's like my third, fourth time. So there were some things I remembered. Some things I didn't. Some things I was like, man, I don't remember that spot. But what stuck out to you? So, I mean, uh, I've kind of mentioned some of them. Like at the end when uh, the teacher gets shot a number of times, they're all kill shots, by the way. And then his phone rings. (laughs) <laughs> and all the kids look at each other and then dude gets up picks up the phone starts talking yeah like like he's just sitting on the couch eating popcorn no problem, watching a no movie. problem breathing no problem. yeah exactly no labor like... breathing no 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 grabbing any of his ouchies <laughs> or his boo-boos 
Um, oh, I guess his shirt was a giant band-aid for all those. Yeah. He talks on the phone and then he gets pissed off, throws the phone, shoots it, and then just dies. Yeah. That was, I was like, all right, again, now what's going to happen? Again, uh, right? even the translation piece, I think. I think that was meant to be this kind of like, like thing. And it was like, with my I last breath, I I'm going it, to let other people know that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that might be like, who knows? Yeah. Um, you know, the, the homicidal, uh, the, the bloodlust in that one student. And then when he, his eyes are all goofy because of the yeah, explosion. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. And it doesn't, he doesn't, he have that just quintessential look that you see in anime. Crazy. Like it's if crazy. you look at anime, if you ever watched anime, he looked like an anime character. He had the hairstyle, he had the look and even his body posture, the way he would sit or like kind of lean, it would be this cool kind of like just the way they're portrayed in, 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 in a lot of anime is these kinds very of suave, like, very yes, cavalier, but very dangerous. And he also had a different outfit. I mean, those two transfer students had different outfits. So they weren't wearing that khaki colored, god awful looking suit, mm-hmm. um, which was always too big for every single student. By the way, it's like the jinkos of of dress wear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and not not to the degree of jinkos, but <laughs> you know, there's just extra baggy. Maybe that, and uh, they're like sweatpants sized, mm-hmm. I guess. But they were blue. Did they look like marching band slash pirate guard, like formal pirate garb to a degree? Yeah, I don't know, dude. It was it was definitely different. I know for a while there uh, in in the culture, you know, a, a few years back, pirates became kind of a thing. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with anime, but there's that anime One Piece, to which has to do with pirates and all that kind of a thing. And so I, I think maybe that's you. You may be seeing influences of that in the style. Um, but yeah, dude, he definitely he definitely had a look. Again, for me, one of those one of the things I liked uh, the scenes that stuck out this time around also was this girl that continued training, right? And I love how we saw the flashback, and it was this thing of like she had this kind of boyfriend that you know was in love with her, and and made that comment of I'll always watch your back because she's always going to be ahead of him running, um, you know. And you you got the sense that even then in normal times before the battle Royale that she was an independent girl in terms of like, I really don't need you to get my back. I got this right. And that's why she was training herself. She was, she, you could tell she was kind of like this, this, this physical uh, and mental strength to her. And then you see it happening on the Island. And, and I just, I love that scene. I thought that scene was amazing between her and the kid and the crossbow and how he basically was going to say, you know what? Uh, Sleep with me you know we're both going to die anyway let's not die as virgins let's not have you die as a virgin and she's basically she's like fuck you and he's like well you know i could just rape you that's basically what he was saying and then she was like all right let's do this because i'll fucking kill you kid you know what i mean well and then there was that was super intense so we watched the special edition yes which is uh, which was released years later and it had it does have uh, the epilogues the requiems as they're called the basketball scenes which yeah the the reverse scene What's again, that, that mean, the reverse basketball scene yeah. thing, which again, me, it, it, I felt meant something, right? Because his friend was dead, and then he was f- coming up from an elevated, you know, during this dream sequence, he's elevated, so in a, in a heavenly status, talking mm-hmm. to him with the light shining from behind him. Um, well, and how about that one scene where the girl basically like sold her daughter, the mom sold her daughter? I'm like, well, that's weird. Yeah. Just kind of giving you an idea where all these kids are coming from in their real lives. So you start to feel empathy empathy for a lot of these characters, knowing that now they have to kill somebody or be killed. 
Yeah. Basically they are able to tap into some of these emotions because of like the the main character, we never touched on it. His mom just bolted and his dad was like, all right, this is tough. So, or dude hung himself right with, with a a strip of of paper that just kept saying, writing it over. You can do it. You know, you can do it. Well, he hung himself with electrical cord and and then he just rolled out the toilet paper and wrote, keep it up. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of things that stick out in this film. I think for there's, me too, the one of the important ones that was kind of impactful was that requiem with the the teacher and the the student, the girl student. Because initially, as you're starting to watch it, you're like, oh God, is this going to be a disgusting thing? Like, is this kind of like a, an inappropriate thing? But mm-hmm. you, and it ends up where at least the way I took it and walked away from it, that it wasn't that at all. It was actually kind of a very sweet thing where he actually cared about her. But it was also that he he this was the one student that didn't treat him that way that didn't talk to him or even the one person in his life even right because it felt like some of the things we got from his personal life that were going on uh his personal life wasn't good so Mm -hmm. you know it felt it felt kind of sweet in that regard so um but yeah i think overall the impact of this film in my brain is is some of the things that stick out it's just a lot of that violence it's just insane watching it go down yeah i mean there was there was a ton of stuff that we could list effectively the whole movie there's a youtube there's a youtube video i was playing it for a little bit where uh it's just the kill counts it's the body counts and you can just watch every kill scene one after the other you know what uh the only thing that kill count is missing is when someone dies or they're actively killed that you need arlie ermy saying kill 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 (laughs) just and then listeners get that video and put that mission three should you choose to accept it? Oh, oh, they um, don't have a choice. Dude, let's get into rating this film now. Um, yeah. I think you already know how I feel about it, man. I've mm-hmm. seen this film. I loved it. I, I've been speaking highly of it. I, I just, to me, I'm not going to get too verbose as I can be. Um, you know, acting on top. Again, I might be missing something because I'm not in that culture. So maybe, you know, someone who's Japanese watches that and is like, yeah, that acting is kind of horrible. From me, it just it, it was believable. It sucked me in. I was good. I was good with it. Action was amazing. Special effects, great. Lots of blood, awesome. Score, loved it. Um, the story itself, just it was it was novel for the time. You know what I mean? And we've seen the kind of impact it's had on culture. So I think that speaks for itself. For me, this is easily going to be five exploding car- collars out of five, easily. Wow. Yes, sir. Wowzers. So that for you. All right, so for me, I watched this in uh, over three sittings. Mm-hmm. Um, we were, we so peek behind the curtain. We were trying to come up with a time to do this. This was supposed to be out in the end of February. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I got extremely busy with work, and then a computer just—I was about ready to throw every computer that I saw through the window. Just and because, I got busy, dude. I yeah. had to postpone myself as well. So, yeah, so it's, it's, so, it's life. Yeah, so luckily your brother talks a lot too, and you could put some of those out. Yep. Uh, so thanks for sticking with us. And we got the sub series, also the uh, the horror one out of the shadows. So there's stuff mm-hmm. out there for them when we can't make it. Yes, sir. So, um, but for the, so I had to watch it. I also watched this over three sittings because I watched it later in the evening uh, and I got tired. Mm-hmm. And at, at certain times, I did have to step away just because I didn't know what I was getting into. Not that it was overly violent, but man, my ears hurt after those girls started screaming in the lighthouse. Or, Do you listen with earbuds in or, or yeah. headphones on? Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I, I try to turn the volume down a little yeah. bit so that gotcha. I don't, you know, so I could hear when I'm in my forties <laughs> and uh, which what? is not far away. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Huh. Um, but also, uh, I mean, it was it was slow to a point, and then in the middle, it got a little repetitive. This person mm-hmm. died. That person died. Mm-hmm. It would it became Nightmare on Elm Street versus Nightmare on Elm Street Two, or Friday the Thirteenth Two versus Friday the Thirteenth Three. Gotcha. How is the okay. next person going to die? You know, and and for me, that kind of took a little bit away from it. Um, it was the strategy of some people was to take the weapons mm-hmm. makes sense. Uh, but they also had to do it very quickly. Uh, I, I could appreciate that word, that, that, you know, strategy of, I have a trash can lid. Oh, now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. That's a diehard reference. Um, so I, I think that, I mean, that kind of took away from it a little bit, the, the, where it was a little slow in the middle. Um, the best part of the movie, quite honestly, was was the teacher. I was like, "This guy's great," you know, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 it shows because and, and, and you know because he can carry the movie because he is a personality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he has that experience. Whereas a lot of these kids are just that—they're kids. The main male character—I want to punch him in the face. Did you he really? Was so pitiful. Oh, he was so weak and pitiful. I'm like, dude, <laughs> suck it up. And then when he's like, you're like, suck it up, you little bastard. I was like, get a haircut too, by the way. But you know, someone's <laughs> someone's weapon should have been a pair of of, uh, of buzz cut. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's that's I guess the hairstyle. And, that's at amazing. The time. Gotcha. Um, I really liked the the transfer student that wasn't the crazy one. Mm-hmm. More so, I mean, he was just kind of like a jerk. He's like, I'm an asshole, and that's cool. So if you have a problem with that that's your problem, man. Not mine, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I thought, and, and I was waiting for something to, to happen between him and the, uh, and the, the weakling, mm-hmm. you know, the weak main character. Um, it, it didn't, um, uh, you know, uh, to, uh, um, um, Shuya. And I don't know, just like the, the, the kid teenage, uh, love and angst. It's, I'm so over that because it's not, I can't relate to it anymore. Um, you know, because it's not like I'm not in that environment yeah. anymore. Gotcha. Um, You're not and, walking around telling girls they look cool. Uh, no, no, that's that I, cool. I, no, I'm too cool to stay that Chris. I'm <laughs> the cool one here. Um, but you know, You're really it, cool, buddy. That's something I can't really relate to. Plus that's not the kind of person I was at that time in my life anyway. Mm-hmm. So not that, not, and I'm not taking away from that. I'm not taking away from the movie for that because you know, I can't relate to that portion of it, but a lot of people can, but I think I'm still going to give it a high ranking 4.25 out of five. Okay. Um, it was Solid. good. Yeah. And, and I think I have to watch it again. Uh, not today or tomorrow, but I think I also have to watch it on a, on a TV. I watched this on my phone. Ah, so I think yeah. that might've had something to do with it. And a straight, straight viewing straight through. straight through. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, de- I debated about watching it this morning. I didn't. But I debated, <laughs> but I think I would have been less interested if yeah. I had done that. And also interrupting it, I think took me out of it and put me back in a little bit. So I'm trying to factor that out. Yeah. So that's why I still have to go four two five. Uh, nice. Five. Still a solid rating, man. I mean, it's yeah. a, it's it, a, you know, again, you can't deny the the impact of this film. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then again, overall as a as a film, uh, the uh, as of the overall package, um, you know, it delivers, delivers in exactly what you're getting into. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, what are we doing next, dude? What's our next film on deck? So next film is going to come out the week of St. Patrick's Day. So Ooh. just for grins, top for, of the Irish for, for oversized grins, top hats and giggles. 
why don't we do i don't know leprechaun leprechaun (laughs) is that me gold what the hell are you i'm a leprechaun me dear here this is what you're looking for right Ah, the powers are returning (laughs) it sounds like me gold Looks like we go. <laughs> it smells like we go. <laughs> mm. It tastes like we go. <laughs> oh, Meat golden, delicious gold. <laughs> Jennifer Anderson's first feature film, first film. First film overall, I think. I don't. I don't think it's a feature or not. I think it's her first time on film. And it's her. Notice the. Um, if I'm not mistaken, this is one where she pre nose job. Oh, there you go. Pre nose job, Jennifer Aniston. Uh, have you seen Leprechaun? Have you seen this? Uh, I have seen the scene where he smokes pot with Marlon Wayans. <laughs> I don't think that's this one though. Okay, so you've not seen it. Uh, dude, it's been a long time since I've seen this film, but I definitely have seen it. It's going to be interesting going back and watching it. Uh, and it's funny that we're, it's a horror film that we're doing for for St. Patty's Day. Are you saying that it's, hor- it's a horror film because it's horrible that this was made? or Both. Both. We'll see. We'll definitely see. I can't remember. I mean, I do remember the premise, but who knows how I'm going to see it with my uh, critiquing eyes this time around. Um, all right, folks, guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of Silence Your Phones. We really appreciate it. Make sure to head over to the website, BICBP-radio.com. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of other podcasts on that network. Check it out. We're about almost at 40 podcasts on that network, which is insane. I keep saying mm-hmm. that network like we're not a part of it. You on our that, network. Yeah, the one that, that you have cultivated. <laughs> our network, the network, the network. Uh, check it out, guys. Um, other than that, Sean. What do you got to say to the people? Anything? Wear your mask. The end might be in sight, but if even if you're in one of those states where they say you don't have to wear it, I don't know. It might make sense to wear it, especially if you know someone who is in that that uh, that age range where they're at risk. They don't even actually have to be in that age range. They can actually just be simply at risk for a number of health reasons or factors. Just wear a mask. Yeah, just wear a mask. Don't be just wear a mask, dude. Don't be a dumb. Was this was there this much discussion when seatbelts were added to cars? Like, did people have to go around just going, just wear a seatbelt? Okay, just wear it. I don't know. I wasn't really. So, uh, I just wear your mask. Yeah, wear your mask. Don't be a dumb. Exactly. Um, again, thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll see you guys next time. Until then, it is now time to unsilence your phones. <laughs>